Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. Byron White here with Travis Cody. Travis, welcome. Thank you. Travis, we're so excited to learn about your journey today. You're the author of a book called Cure, Overwhelm, Overwhelm Now. Tell us about our busy, bustling lives and how we probably suck at managing our lives and how you're going to straighten us out. (laughs) Well, you don't suck at managing your life. You've You've been duped. By the shiny little gadgets that we've uh, we've all been told will make our lives easier and more productive, but I, I don't know if you're anything like me. I've I've got more gadgets, and it seems like I have less time than ever. How bad is it, Travis? How bad have we really gotten with our techno gadget world running ourselves? It's pretty bad. <laughs> um, you know, there's been a lot of research, especially uh, nowadays, uh, uh, neuroscience, and and you know. MRI brain scans and that sort of thing, we're, we're being able to learn more and more about how our brain works down on the you know, cellular level. And uh, interestingly enough, a lot of those studies now are, are looking at how our brain responds to us interacting with things like smartphones and Facebook and the internet. And uh, uh, short answer is they're making us dumber by the second. Interesting. What is our fascination with, with technology and gadgets? What, what is it? Well, you know, here, here's the fun thing is because we know so much about brain science and, uh, of course, once we, we get into how the brain works, the first people that are, get into that is advertising agencies of like, oh, well, how do people respond emotionally and how can we create more of that? So in, in some ways, it's an unfair fight because smartphones and, and, and like Facebook and especially a lot of the social media games, they're designed at the very core level to be addictive because we know how to trigger addictive responses in, in the brain. So you know, Facebook makes money by you being on Facebook. So the longer you're on Facebook, the more money they make. So it's in their best interest to design things in a way that's going to hold your attention and keep you there. And uh, it's, it's the same way with uh, social, you know, any of the little games we have on, you know, like Farmville and all of those games. They're, they're designed inherently to trigger the pleasure centers of our brain so that we feel good when we play them. So we want to play them more. Is it, do we feel smarter, better, faster, wiser with all these gadgets that are distracting us in the wrong direction? You know, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if we necessarily feel smarter. I, I think... Certainly, think people feel more secure, and I think they feel more important. And uh, you know, there's a very interesting book called "Eye Disorder" by Larry Rosen, and uh, he's a prominent psychologist in Southern California who who 
I would consider to be the the top expert on technology addiction. And you know, a couple of the things that he he postulates are problems with with internet and social media is that it's really amping up narcissism or this focus on ourself. And you know, what is Twitter and what is Facebook other than you know, look at me, look at me, look at me. I mean, that is the whole point of those things. Tell us some good news. What happens when we become less technology-centric? Well, you gain a lot more time back in your day. That's for sure. And uh, you know, when email was invented, it was you know, revolutionary. We got rid of all the paper waste, and we no longer have memos going through the office, and that, that was a great thing. But uh, there was a study that just came out, and forgive me, I, I, I'm forgetting the reference off the top of my head, but uh, uh, a consultant went into Fortune 500 companies to measure productivity, and <laughs> at the end of a year, they determined that on average, on average for a professional, is they're spending 28 hours a week dealing with nothing but email. Hmm. So when you think, you know, a lot, most of the people I work with nowadays, they're like, I just, I just don't have enough time. I'm always behind. I, I can't ever get caught up. The more I work, the farther behind I get. And then you're going, well, most people work, you know, a 40 to 50 hour week. And when you're spending 28 hours that in email, which is completely unproductive, well, you're only giving yourself 12 to 15 hours of actual productive time. And most people are twittering that away with, uh, you know, text messaging and, Twitter and Facebook. So, tell us a little bit about some of the rules you might suggest uh, for uh, becoming less centric uh, in in the in the into this distracting world. Well, a couple of a couple what I perceive to be easy fixes, but at the same time they're not easy fixes just because of of our sort of reliance on them is to uh, take remove email and Facebook off of your cell phone so that you just can't access them. Huh. That that right away will diminish the amount of distraction that you face, and I'm I, I'm sure many listeners right now are, are starting to hyperventilate and be like, <laughs> "What do you mean? I can't check in on Facebook when I'm you know going for nachos?" But you know, ultimately, what is that? What value is that adding to your life? So, I mean, if you feel like you need to check in with your friends via the, the cell phone all the time, you know, here here's here's a revolutionary thing. Once a week, go to dinner with your friends. Hmm. I, I want to. Well, I'd love to expand upon that. I mean, tell me a little bit about your definition of meaningful connection with other people, <laughs> which, yeah. which, which Facebook would contend is enhanced with their fabulous product. Others might contend is wonderfully distracting from that connection that two human beings can have. What's your take on that? And and. and well, I know Facebook says that they, they're you know, promoting meaningful connection, but they're not really. And I, I think we can see that in the rise of just the amount of hatred and you know, internet trolls. You know, people feel that they're anonymous on the internet so they can voice whatever they want regardless of how just hateful or mean-spirited or racist or whatever it is because they, they're, it's, it's this you know, fake shield of, of whatever. And you know, the way people talk on Facebook with each other, there's – the you don't talk that way with someone face to face, and you know the, the scary thing is is that especially for people under you know thirty, it, they're they're really losing the ability to have a face to face communication, and, and in a lot of ways they're almost uncomfortable doing it, and even having a phone call with a lot of the kids that I've worked with in their twenties, the idea of calling someone and having a conversation makes them so 
anxious. They get panicked. Uh, they, they would much rather just send an email or send a, a text because they're like, well, then I can reason through my statement and I can put my best foot forward. And so it's this weird facade of, of, of socially now people feel like I, you have to see the best of me at all times and, and you know, I, I, I can't mess up. And there's this, just this, such a fear of being made fun of or, or messing up. And, you know, ultimately you're not going to learn anything that way. So – you know, I, I had an interview with Larry Rosen. He, he's been teaching college for 40 years now. And just out of curiosity, I asked him what was the biggest change that he had seen in his students just in the last 10 years. And he said that the biggest change he'd seen is that students under 25 now no longer have the ability to daydream. And not only that, when you ask them what, it, what is a daydream, like they have no concept of what that even means. Because their whole life has been when I'm not looking at my TV or taking notes from my professor, I'm texting, I'm Facebooking, I'm emailing, I'm playing a game. There's literally no downtime for their brain to not be actively engaged or stimulated by something. Hmm. Sounds scary. Let's take a break. Before I do, I want one more question for you. Sure. Is, Is fear a motivator here for our clinging to gadgets and TVs and shows and weeklies and all this technology, where is is and when I say fear, fear meaning if I don't check my email, something might happen and I will miss it. So there's some fear that's motivating us. Yes, to- absolutely. And that and study after study, that is the exact reason that teenagers and people in their 20s and to some extent their 30s say that you know why do you check your uh text message you know every three minutes oh i'm afraid that i'm gonna miss something if i don't Uh and uh you know and it's uh, what kind of life is that when you're so paranoid about missing something that all you're doing is checking it am i missing something i'm missing something i'm missing something and in the meantime your life is going by and you're missing out on the entire thing Is it possible that there's a solution to that in just summarizing all the garbage in the course of a day that happens and allocating one, you know, one hour of your day for a garbage update on all this crap that you'd normally tune into throughout the course of the day? I mean, yeah, is, abso- absolutely. Is, and that, is that your recommendation? The, that yeah, that's one of the recommendations that I make. And, look forward uh, to hearing. Look yeah, forward we'll to hearing continue, We'll continue the conversation in a minute. Exactly. We'll sell some ad space here for the fine webmasterradio.fm. Back in one minute, everyone. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. You rely on your website to promote your business. And while you're busy doing what you love, you need a site that can keep up. GoDaddy Web Hosting is built from the ground up for lightning speed, reliability, and rock-solid performance. It includes over 150 free apps like WordPress and Drupal to build and manage your site. And with 99.9% uptime and industry-leading load times, you never have to worry if your site is up and running. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code HOSTFM to get web hosting for $1 a month, plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. 
Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCprofessionals.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. While some affiliate networks can give you offers, Affiliate Offers Network gives you offers that pay big. Why do affiliates work with Affiliate Offers Network? How about because they work with powerhouse CPAs like Affiliate.com? How about that affiliates get paid every Monday to kick off their work week? Plus, learn how their green bucket system can turn your email, display ad, social, video, or mobile impression into profitable income. Get connected today with Affiliate Offers Network. Call 312-560-0175 or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com. Best Search Strategies, where our hosts, Jamie Smith and Brian Lewis, discuss state-of-the-art search strategies and tools to help search marketers increase conversion and lower costs. Best Search Strategies, on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now, back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Travis, great to be here with you today. Thanks much. Thank you for having me. It's a treat. Indeed. So, yeah, we were talking about uh, fear, and I wanted to tap a little bit deeper into that. You know, um, so... You know, it is a painful concept to feel like you're not in the know. You're, you're not educated and acclimated. And we've seen this with, uh, you know, newspapers and wanting to read the paper every day. Um, but, you know, as you dive deeper into that fear, are you worried about that as far as our, our societal uh, goals? Is, it, is, 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 is social media defining who we are and whether we're in the know? What, what's your uh, take on that? It's not necessarily social media. I, I, it, it's smartphones in general and the, just this overwhelming sort of shift collectively that I need to be uh, available 24 uh, – people need to have access to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and then if I'm not, then you know, that means something. And a, a good example in my own life was I, I was dating a woman and I had gone to a conference and I, I chose to leave my cell phone in the hotel room because I wanted to be focused on you know this conference I just shelled out a whole bunch of money for. And, uh, and then at the end of the day, somebody invited me to dinner and then we went out for a like, like cocktail party and, and then I got home. and you know So from the time I didn't have my – it was literally less than 12 hours. And I got back and there was this text just long string of text where it started off with like, you know, hi, how are you? And then an hour later, like, hey, where are you? And then an hour later, like, what's going on? And then an hour later, it's like, you know, all right, fine, I get it, you're mad at me. And it descended into this huge, like, fight. And she had a fake fight with herself. <laughs> and by the time I could call her back, like, she was so mad we ended up breaking up. 
<laughs> and, and unless you think I was dating a teenage girl, this w- woman was almost 50. Oh and I'm like, at what point – it wasn't that long ago that if you called me and left a message, you know, me getting back to you within 24 hours was a fairly standard thing and that was fine. And the, and the fact that just because I hadn't responded to a text message within a few hours meant that I was purposely rejecting this person, that it, 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 it's just – it's ludic- ludicrous to me. And talk to any teenager though and I mean that – yes, if somebody texts you and you don't respond back to them, I mean that – means that I am rejecting you as a person. Yeah, right. And right. we wonder why we have teenagers that are completely stressed out and bipolar and, and depressed. I mean, I, you know, I couldn't live with that pressure. Oh, God, I, I, all these people text me. I don't get back to them. I think I hate them. So. Do you think it's possible, and do you think your book can possibly change this entire culture? I mean, it, it's 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 amazing to even take this on, but... Don't you think it's that big? This is a big wave here. It's a big, big wave. And, you know, I, my viewpoint is we're sort of at the tipping point. Mm. You know, granted, you know, Steve Jobs with what he did with the iPhone and the, and the potential to, like, have everything everywhere, it, it, was, you know, it was revolutionary. Mm. The problem was is that we were, on a neurological level, we were completely unprepared for how quickly that technology was going to expand and, and, and embed itself into our lives. And so we're at the point now where, you know, for the most part, the technology isn't going to increase that much. You know, it's here, we've got it, it's firmly established, it's a part of our daily lives, and now it's about getting back to that point of balance. And that's what has been completely lost in the last seven or eight years is there's no balance whatsoever. It's just swung all the way over to I've, I've got to be tweeting and Facebooking on social media and on my phone and on my games all the time. And if I'm not, then I'm, you know, I, I, I get panicky. And you know, my, my little sister, hopefully she won't listen to this interview and get mad at me later, but she's in, she's in her early 20s. And if, if she does not have her cell phone, she, she, she literally goes into a panic. And he, you know, it, 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 what what is that doing to us as humans when that we literally, if we don't have our gadget in our pocket, you know, we we panic and feel a sense of like our survival is in jeopardy. Well, what are some quick and easy fast tech? Oh, one other question before we go through a whole list of quick and fast techniques that might be helpful for people to begin exploration on. Besides buying your book, of course, you know. Do you feel that a no-tech zone is a paramount? For example, the bedroom, right? I mean, you know, how many times have the people listening in, you know, not, you know, had their cell phone on when they went to sleep and woken up in the middle of the night with a bing, a ding, a zing, uh, and then woken up to see what it, what could that be? Somebody must be texting me. This is a, what, it must be an emergency, right? It's just unbelievable. But don't you think that we are going to need to shut things off, particularly for simple problems like sleep deprivation yeah. and some of these other things? But, you know, so run us through some, some, some tips and ideas. Uh, it, and talk it, about it, the bedroom. I, I'm interested to hear sure, your thoughts. Sure. Yeah, on no, that. it's funny that in, in, I, in my book, you know, the book's Cure Overwhelm Now. And I, I, the phrase I've coined is the overwhelm cure. And, you know, almost everybody I talked to is completely overwhelmed. And, and I, I've broken the overwhelm cure into four phases from like baby steps into more advanced stuff. And, you know, the, the very first phase is what I say, you know, stop sleeping with your phone. You've got to get it. You got to get it at least not, if not out of your bedroom, at least away from the bed. 
And, and there's a lot of research in, in just like, you know, the electromagnetic frequencies that your cell phone puts out and how that affects your red blood cells when you're sleeping. But there, there's more to that. It's exactly what you said. You know, we, how many times are we waking up during the night and that sort of thing. And, you know, before I, I, I'm going to get into just a few quick and simple things, that, but lest people, you know, misunderstand where I'm coming from, you know, I was just like everyone else. I, I was completely stressed out and, and I, I, I nearly worked myself into horrible illness. And my, my solution was to, uh, was just you know the opposite way. I, I turned everything off for 30 days in my life. I turned off my cell phone, my computer, my internet, my TV, and my radio. And that that experience changed my life, and it really opened my eyes to what our gadgets are doing to us. And when I plugged back in, I mean, it was like a tsunami of just just crushing distraction and stress. And and it was because of that experience that I went, holy crap. You know, 85, 90% of my stress in my life is my own fault because I'm not using my cell phone and I'm not engaging with the internet in the way that I need to be doing. So the overwhelm cure literally came out of my own desperation to like, man, I feel so horrible now that I'm plugged back in. I've got to figure out a way back to this sort of like peaceful zen that I had found over the course of the month that I had not been plugged into anything. And so, you know, <clears throat> putting your phone six feet away from your bed turning the ringer off at night so that you're not getting any text messages or email notifications. And I know the first thing people do is like, oh, but what if there's an emergency? There, there's apps that, that you can – that will turn your ringer off at nighttime. I have one on my phone, 11 to 7, and you can tag certain numbers that can always get through. So, you know, mom, spouse, children, those numbers will always come through and everyone else, you know, because really who needs to be a response to your text message at 2 in the morning? Nobody. So I'm sorry if my friends are texting me at 2 in the morning to come bail them out of jail because they got into trouble for something. They can stay in jail for the night and wait until the morning. Mm. <laughs> How about uh, a comment on the future of new technology being developed to solve this technology problem that we have? Can you see that happening? To some extent, there already is. Uh, I mean there are a lot of – there are a few apps that I'm aware of now that at least for internet – uh, one is called, I believe one's called Antisocial, and another one is called Freedom. And what those are is you install them on your, your, you know, your whatever devices you have, and you can program it to turn off access to, to particular websites or turn off access to even your, your internet for a certain amount of time so that you can just be focused on, on what you're doing. Um, so there's a, a, f- a, few, a few things that are coming along that. But ultimately, it's, it's really just up to you. You, you need to just... You know, you need to develop. We've we've allowed ourselves to have our boundaries completely eroded, and it's up to us now to put those boundaries back, and and you know to also develop the the good habits to replace the sort of the poor ones that we've gotten into. What about a simple ten to eight club? You know, where you know you you're allowed at ten o'clock, two o'clock, and eight p.m. You are allowed to check in with as many things as you can within a thirty minute time period. That's a yeah. That's a. That's a great idea. Um, in terms of email, I tell everybody they should, they should only check their email once a day. Most people say there's no way they can do that, so I say twice a day. But uh, you know, you should – good rule of thumb is you shouldn't look at your – you shouldn't get on Facebook or your email or even the internet before you know, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. Like the first few hours of the morning, just stay off of it. And you'll notice such a shift in your day when you just kind of let your brain relax and not be engaged with stuff. For me, for my email, I check it from 12 to 12.30 and then at the very end of my day from 5.30 to 6. Otherwise, I, I have my email windows closed. I'm not in it because, you know, it's so easy 
to get in an there's a book and I forget what it is, but it's a, you know, the, the guy says, oh, if, if something's going to take you two minutes or less, just deal with it immediately. And I'm all, right. you can do that with email and you can waste 12, 12 hours because mm. so many emails come in and you're like, oh, well, it's only going to take me two emails to respond to this guy. And, you know, an hour later, you're still just responding back and forth to this guy at two minute chunks at a time. So, you know, just get focused with your email and just spend an hour a day and, and otherwise have everything closed down. And if somebody needs something, freaking have them call you. Hmm. You know, one of the one of the challenges that I want you to address is this sort of notion that you know um, I define myself by how I uh, publish on the web. You know, how I email yeah. and and how I my my Facebook. I, I post funny things on Facebook, and I always like cool things, and I you know people follow me. Oh my gosh, I have fans now. So. You know, my brand, the brand me, is defined by what I do, seemingly with this technology. What's your take on that? Because that's pretty powerful. You're 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 going to take away a way that somebody defines their brand. Well, I guess if you're talking, so you're talking about then like. Because I'm thinking brand of like, you know, advertising brand, like Coca Cola is a brand, so they've got to have a Facebook presence. Okay, well, yeah, that's their brand, but I had never really considered people going, my brand is me on Facebook. Uh, here's what I've noticed with most people in that, you know, they, they're so obsessed with promoting, quote, their brand uh, when they're out and about actually living their life, they're never present to what is going on. You know, they go on a vacation and they're so busy taking selfies and posting to Facebook, their head is buried down and they're walking past everything that they're there to experience and they get home and the only thing they really actually remember about the trip is by getting on Facebook and looking at the photos they, they, they thing and half the time they look at the photos going, oh, look at the photo in the background. I didn't even know that was there. So yes, they're broadcasting themselves and I guess it's part of their brand but they're, living, they're missing out on 80% of existence because they're just not aware of what's going on around them because they're so obsessed with like and again it comes back to why is it so important that people know that you just checked into you know the hollywood bowl or you know why is it so important that people know that you're eating rice noodles at the little hole in the wall in new york no one really cares why is that adding that doesn't add value to my life at all so why is there the need that i we we, we have this 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 urge craving of like people have got to like my they've got to like my posts and if they don't if i don't have you know 50 likes on my facebook then i'm a horrible person i mean what at what point did we allow that to define who we are Mm -hmm. it's it's just wonderfully challenging to weigh this all through i mean if you think about the brand me concept and by the way tom tom peters wrote a wonderful book called brand me however it never published for i i had an office next to his uh in in charleston uh mass uh, charlestown mass and um i got a copy of the book but it was this concept that we are individuals we should brand ourselves we should say no to the mainstream flow of being the yes guy in the office and whatever your boss says is good and you know shake up the ground it was a really cool book it was some it was some interesting insights yeah, it was really cool. But one of the challenges we face is, you know, no longer are we, de- no longer is our our me brand defined by sort of where we travel and what we do and what our title is and all this stuff. Unfortunately, it's what we post and what we publish, right? And yeah. if you think about it, even industries like mine, like um, 
you know, ideas, Idea Launch is the parent company for, for, uh, that owns lots of properties. LifeTips is one of them. Another one is Writer Access, right? Writer Access is this marketplace that connects like 8,500 customers with 10,000 writers. Where do wow. we get all these writers? You know, where do we screen these writers? You know what? We have to, by default, go check these writers out, go see what they're publishing on LinkedIn and, and Google Plus and, what their professional personas look like. We also get a lot of insights, I'll be honest with you, by going to their Facebook. What are they posting? What are they publishing? Right. Who are they right. following? Who are their fans? These are critical elements that our, that our culture has, has decided is important. You know, so, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to just in one swoop say no to this stuff because it's intertwined with our personal life and our professional life. Yeah, no, in some ways that it is. And again, you know, my argument is because people say, well, you want 30 days without anything, and that's totally impossible. And, you uh-huh. know, it, it, it is, really. Uh, I mean, I just had a fortunate set of events that allowed me to do that. And if I right. tried to do, I, I mean, it's not that I couldn't do that again, but it, it, it would make things very difficult. And, yeah. you know, so the, the point is, is, again, it's not to allow those things to control you. And, you know, when the next time you go out to dinner, um, Next three or four times you go out for dinner, just take a look around you and see what you notice. And you know we're, we're to the point now where people, even when they're out on a date night or you know with family, fifty percent of the people in the restaurant you're going to see they're going to have their heads buried down and they're going to be on a tablet or a cell phone. And really, why why is again posting on face Facebook? more important than sharing that time with the person that you're with. Now, you know, Facebook there there's a there's a, a absolute place for it. You know, I my most of my siblings and my nieces live on the East Coast and the only way I'm even able to know what's going on is is through the posts they make on Facebook. That's great. Again, it's about at what point do you allow Facebook to define who you are instead yeah. of just allowing that to be an expression of of who you are instead. And I think most people are making the mistake of allowing those things to define them rather than allowing themselves to create the, their own definition of themselves. And I'll just share one other quick thought and then and, and, you know, I'll turn it back to you. But sure. Jim, Jim Carrey did a uh, graduation speech, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And I he saw had, that. He, yeah, and there was a, a phrase he said in there that really I was kind of like, wow. And it was Jim Carrey, you, you know, he said, uh, again, I'm going to misquote this horribly, but in, in the gist of it was, you know, I spent my whole life trying to do something so big until someone told me that there was nothing bigger than myself. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, okay, yeah. And I think that's, that is the reality. You know, we just need to be ourselves. And great, if, if you can find a way to live your life without, you know. So, so the, the point, the, the, where I'm going with this is like, so how do I know that I'm having a problem with this stuff? Okay, well, you know, if, you, if you're driving somewhere and you forgot your cell phone and you literally have to turn around and go back and get your cell phone because you're going into a panic state, Okay, you have a problem. You know, if, 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 if you not getting on Facebook for a day or two creates anxiety in you, then you have a problem. So, you know, that's how we can do the litmus. You know, feel free to use all of that stuff, but let's get back to what those things were designed to be, which was tools of our own self-expression. Mm. And instead, most of this stuff, I think, has, has totally enslaved us. That's a cool phrase, <clears throat> tools of self-expression. I love that. Um, you know, I think if there's one thing we'll, we'll wrap up and agree on is just a summary, and I, then I want you to tell people how, how we can get a hold of you. But it seems to me that it's, you know, with your book's help, Travis, it's time to reboot 
right? And to yeah. learn learn to weed out what is the time sucking, life mucking garbage bin of information that we keep being attracted to through these technology resources. That's exactly it. The, fr- the phrase I like to use is time hacking. We need to learn how to hack our own time and take it back. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you've, you've helped us find and focus on some, some meaning uh, as well. And I think that's the positive message here is start asking yourself why, right? Like, why am I reading this garbage? Why do I keep going back to the same crap? And why do I do it all the time? Why, you know, why can't we do it once a day or twice a day? Okay, three times I'm an addict. But the, the, the why needs to start being asked, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, why, why does Kim Kardashian's size of her rear end mean more than, you know, the atrocities that are happening in Africa or Iraq? But they do for some reason. I don't understand that. It, it's <laughs> remarkable. And, and, uh, but listen, it's been great having you on the show today, Travis. How Thank can, you. Uh, tell, tell everyone uh, about the site and, and the book where they can get it and yeah, they why they should the- buy it. Sure. Yeah, you can get the, the book is Cure Overwhelm now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's in bookstores around the country. That if, if there's bookstores left, and uh, uh, the website is CureOverwhelmNow.com. Uh, your listeners can actually go there on the right hand side, upper right. There's a, a little opt-in. You, if you name, put your name and email in there. I actually give away the first like 40 pages of my book, so you can see the table of contents and the first few chapters to get a, a sense of what actually is in there. So that they can just get that free of charge by going to Cure Overwhelm Now. Uh, CureOverwhelmNow.com. Terrific. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Right on. I hope everybody's life's a little smarter, better, and faster, particularly when it comes to this technology garbage that we're getting sucked into. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.